It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 part go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Yeah. We are joined in the Giants huddle for an instant reaction from Giants broadcaster and Super Bowl champion Howard Cross following the Giants 38-11 to loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Howard, another difficult one for the Giants, but truth of the matter was, early on in this game, they were down 14-3, to and then the last five minutes of the first half, it really got away from them when the Rams went on two touchdown drives, one following an interception, and the other one a 73-yard march. And that was just too much, again, for this team to come back from. Well, you know, they did pretty good in the first quarter. They kind of hold some kind of record, I think, with Buffalo only giving up three points between the two teams in the first quarter, which is pretty good. In the second quarter, things got away from them kind of quickly. Uh, we had some players go down. Tony was out of the game, which kind of eliminates some of the offense immediately. Uh, Saquon wasn't active, so that was another part of the offense since it's down. And then Joe, and then Thomas got, got nicked up. And once Thomas gets nicked up at left tackle, there's another offensive line shuffle. So as far as the defense goes, they're playing on the short field constantly. When you play on the short field with the Rams, you're going to get scores. So in one quarter, they gave up 28 points. It's a big number, but understandable for some of, for some of the mistakes and some of the losses the Giants had. You mentioned about the defense. Now, early on, they had two third-down sacks. Leonard Williams was involved in both of them to force punts as the Giants were trying to hang in there, but then offensively they couldn't take advantage and do anything with those possessions. You're playing against Aaron Donald on a pretty good defensive front, and you're playing against a secondary that has Jalen Ramsey in it. If you don't have all your you know ducks in order, it is going to be a big battle. And the Giants just kind of fell into that. And if you notice, you know, they rush with four down guys. They very rarely brought an extra rusher. The four down guys were getting there. You know, the four down guys were getting there. You can drop seven guys back. It's hard to throw the ball when you're ducking and dodging and trying to see where the, where the gaps and the holes are. You mentioned the Giants were short on bullets coming in with some of their explosive players. And then Kadarius Toney, who came in with a sore ankle, tried to go, gave them some good moves and quicks early, and then had to go out again. Just gave him a gamer's effort, man. He, he had a few catches right off the bat. Lucky he was going to be able to go the whole game. And then the next tackle, they, they kind of twisted him when he was going down. On the twist going down, he just couldn't, you know, that was just too much for the ankle. What did you think, the way the Giants came out, they did throw the ball a lot, they went with the short passing game as a pseudo-running game to try to move the ball downfield, and it looked like for a while it was working, and then maybe the Rams made an adjustment? I think it was more of, like I said before, if you're ahead of the chains, you can do that, right? When it was first and ten, you do it. Second and six, or whatever, you can do it. Third and less than five, you can do it. But when it's first and 15 or second and 15 because of a mistake or because of a sack, you just can't do it. You get you have to move the ball down the field, and it doesn't work. You, and you notice, like, this is the difference between the Giants and, and the Rams. The Rams throw a screen. There's almost no one out there. He's got one guy to beat. The Giants throw a screen, and it seems like there's 15 guys out there. They've made their way over. Uh, they're, they're coming inside out, and you're forced to stay outside. And if the outside guy makes a play, plays dead. So it's just a difference in the way that, they were, that they're, they're covering that play. You've been on many teams before. Tell me about the emotion of taking the ball 14 plays, 73 yards to start the game and then having to settle for a field goal. Some people will say that's a win for the defense after you march all the way down the field and, and wind up holding them for three. How hard was that for the Giants to swallow? I don't know how hard it is for the Giants to swallow, but I know they're gonna, they should be sending in a complaint 
uh, to the on the officials because the idea that a ball is thrown at, at the at the head of a six foot six or six foot seven receiver and Colin Johnson and the guy's got his hands on him and the referee comes back and goes, oh he couldn't catch it it was out of reach and in in any other play in the middle of the field if you throw the ball at a receiver and a guy on the opposite side of the field gets touched or bumped after five yards they're like illegal contact. I'm like, how can it not be illegal contact if the ball's being thrown at that receiver? And I still hadn't, and like someone needs to explain that to me. And I'm not saying that the referees are making a bad call or whatever. I am saying they're making a bad call. But I just don't understand. I've seen it two weeks in a row where the, the defender is impeding the receiver. He's more than five yards down the field where that's just a penalty right there. They throw the flag before the ball's even in the air. Once the ball's in the air, like, that's still the penalty. They haven't called it, and I'm confused by it. And I'm not saying that that would have changed the game. I'm not saying it would have done anything, but that's a score right there. That, it, that's either a touchdown or at least three tries from the one. So I, I still understand that. One other drop or missed execution, I should say, happened with about two minutes left in the first half. Rams' second possession, their new midfield. Xavier McKinney has a shot at an interception off the tip ball by Reggie Ragland. Giants seem to have an inordinate number of dropped interceptions, so many chances to get takeaways this year, and they don't seem to be able to grab that football. And that proves costly every time when you can't get off the field. Yeah, it does prove costly when you can't get off the field. But, you know, as much as we're going to want to beat on him for that, he did have two interceptions. You know what I'm saying? So if he has two interceptions but he missed the tip ball, like you, you can't really fault him for, for that moment. And it does, and it, and it does regardless. You kind of need to make every play when you're in this kind of position, uh, when you're desperate for a win. And it, when, it, when you do miss a play, uh, especially one like that, everybody knows it. it, it change possession plays and quick changes is kind of what you need when you're in defense. You need to make some quick changes. Uh, and that means just getting a turnover, getting a stop, uh, making you know, a tackle for a loss. That adds pressure to the, de- uh, to the offense, the opposite offense. Now, we know backups are backups for a reason, but Coach Judge likes to say next man up all the time. With the explosive type players that the Giants don't have in the lineup, do you think that they've got to somewhat change their offensive strategy, realizing that it's going to be extremely hard to get those kinds of plays from guys who are now being forced to play? I don't know if you can do that. I don't don't think, like, you're trying to score points. You've got to do everything you can to score points. What you have to do is make sure everybody's coached up and they're well, you know, linked to the quarterback. They know exactly what's going on. Uh, if, if he can have a little time, you got to make sure they can get it. Uh, I don't know if the speed of the players are the same. I don't know if they run the same routes, uh, meaning the same quality of routes. But you got to be able to, to, to run your offense. If you can't run your offense, you, you can't overhaul the entire offense because you don't have a couple of receivers. Guys got to step up. You got some fast guys out there. You got Ross out there who's a blazer. He can he can smoke it. Tony was out there up until like, you know, after the first quarter. But all the other guys, Shepard's back. When Shepard's back, you, you got guys. You gotta be able to make it. Let's talk about Sterling Shepard for a minute. Coming off of the hamstring injury, looked like he had his full quicks in this ball game. Caught a number of passes. I know somewhere in the second half, but he looked like he was Sterling Shepard again. He looked like third and Shep, but he, he can do it. And he wanted to do it. So you got that guy that's in there that's positive. 
that's angry, that wants to get plays, that wants to have a lot of big plays, and he wants his offense to play better. He wants his offense to play a complimentary game to the defense. He wants his defense to play better. He wants special teams to play better. He's one of the leaders. He's one of the veterans of the team, the oldest giant, as they would say. He wants it to get done. So he's fighting for all he knows. He wants to be a part of one of those big winning seasons. We saw the injury list continue to grow again today. Some guys just aggravating injuries, other guys getting new ones. C.J. Board had his his arm wrapped up as they took him off the field. And this is a guy who Coach Joe Judge likes a lot. In fact, Thomas McGeggy, also the special teams coordinator, sings the praises of C.J. Board all the time. That had to be tough for those guys to watch him come off the field. It's tough when you see anybody get injured, but when you have one of your, your return guy, your guy you're kind of counting on in the past game, guy that's returning punts, returning kickoffs, and he goes out, it's not the best thing for you, especially if the other team's scoring a lot or if they're punting a lot. You want your return guy back there because that's the guy uh, for number one. You just trust him the most. All right, let's talk about Daniel Jones for a little bit. Had the concussion last week against Dallas. Was able to pass the protocol, played the full four quarters today. From what you saw, did you see any tentativeness in Jones at all during this game against the Rams? No, absolutely not. Daniel Jones did the best he could with the, with the operation that he had to run. Um, guys hitting him from the backside, free running. He gets back up, goes back in there and does it, you know, goes at it again. Guys having free runs at him and he's completing passes. You know, somebody says he had a couple of interceptions. We had a guy that slipped and fall in front of him, in front of the ball, interception. One pass was kind of tipped, interception. One interception he overthrew, but he overthrew it because he was getting hit. It wasn't like he was back there on his own not doing it. The fumble he got, there's nothing he can do about that. Blind side. Blind side is, is an understatement. That was just, He's lucky that that wasn't a concussion or worse or, or a hurt shoulder or something. Uh, the, the fourth down play, when they, when they did the quarterback sneak, I kind of, from my angle, thought he had it. You know, but he, and it wasn't like he did anything wrong. He, he literally leaned in there really hard. Everybody went, ooh, what he did. Did you have a good angle on it, Howard? From upstairs, I thought he had it as well by about a half a yard. I thought he had it, but when the, the guys that spots the ball, when they pulled him back, they spotted where they pulled him back to. So, And again, I don't want to blame it all on the officials, but sometimes you got to be, it's got to be like a fair and honest fight, so, so to speak. So, Giants had another situation where they had a third and one deep in their own territory, and, you know, they tried to, to run for it behind Elijah Penny. They couldn't get that push on the line of scrimmage. The run blocking and getting that power running game going has been a real challenge all season long, Harrod. And also, you got to think about, like, when they overload or flood the tight ends, they actually run away from them almost every time. I think that maybe their tendencies are starting to pop in. And I don't know the tendencies. I don't know how many plays they run, which direction. But you just got to figure it out. And we're talking about run blocking. We're talking about pass protection. And we're talking about that with the what, – what game is this? The sixth game of the season? Right. And the sixth different offensive line this season. I don't know. If, if we can't keep guys healthy and get, get some guys to play together for a couple of weeks, I don't know. We went a couple of weeks with no sacks. Howard, what would you do now? Uh, team is one and five. They're going through some very difficult times. What would you do if you were in that locker room to make sure that guys do stay engaged, that guys do stay fighting for each other? I know Coach Joe Judge has been very proud of the effort at practice. Guys have been busting their butts. But what would you tell your fellow teammates if you were in this spot? What I do, number one, is when I go out and play a game, and, and if it's a game, especially a game you're getting blown out in, 
I make sure I got the highest grade in in film session. So they go like, oh, well, this we need to fix this, we need to fix. Well, we need. Oh, Howard, good job right here. And then with oh, Howard, great fight right there. We need to be, Howard, good play right there. You lead by example of what you're doing on the field. Getting blown out and you're still fighting every play. Mm-hmm. Getting blown out and you're still digging the guys out of the way so they can try to get a first down. They're tackling in the backfield, but your guys blocked five yards down the field. Uh, they, they throw a ball to you. Ball's not thrown great. You're diving in the, in the dirt to get it. You gotta go down and get it. Whatever it takes for you to have your good game so you can have good grades, that's what you do. Because all that does do is make you invaluable to the team. You may not be invaluable to the season, because the season might be going bad, but to the team, that's what you gotta do. Final thought. Final thought. At halftime, the Super Bowl 46 championship team comes back for the 10th anniversary mm-hmm. celebration. Got a great reception from the fans. Mm-hmm. Always warm and fuzzy and emotional to kind of see champions come back. You know, you've mm-hmm. been through it before. It was a good time. It was. You know, it was great to see everything, but I think the only thing that came out of that that was a little strange. I uh, don't think Coach Coughlin's on Coughlin time when he's giving a speech. <laughs> <laughs> He was thorough. He loved it. He really loved it. I was very happy to see everybody. Uh, we didn't get chances to hang out with them, but it was very happy to see them. And I'm glad they're all healthy and doing well. Thank God for that. All right. That is Super Bowl champion tight end Howard Cross, member of the Giants broadcast team, here in the huddle with instant reaction to the Giants' 38-11 to loss to the Los Angeles Rams. You can find this program on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and podcast platforms everywhere. For Howard Cross, I'm Paul Dottino. We'll talk to you next time, everybody.